0: In Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. You are listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Petro.com joining us right now he's a columnist with the Boston Globe it is Dean McGowan and Dan uh, I'd like to start off in roadmap you mentioned that Governor McKee has uh, what I would say some rare good news when it comes to polling
1: yeah it, it's kind of it, you, you know put it all into perspective when you think about a, a approval rating that's still below 50 percent he's at 44 percent uh yet still kind of good news for him because he's uh, you know, progressively kind of gotten a little bit better over time. As you know, John, you and I have talked about this throughout the pandemic. Uh, there's a group of colleges that have been polling, uh, you know, partners that have been polling um, since the beginning of the pandemic. And, and every couple of months, they take a look at every governor in the state, uh, in the country, uh, their their approval rating. Um, and you remember back early days of the pandemic, uh, lots of governors, including ours, Gina Raimondo, you know, we're pulling seventy. I mean, I think Charlie Baker got up to eighty percent approval yeah. rating. And then, you know, as as people got a little sick and tired of the mandates, they got a little sick and tired of you know staying inside, things like that, wearing masks. Everybody fell. Remember, Gina Raimondo got you know below thirty. I believe below thirty five percent at one point um, as she was leaving office. Uh, and then Dan McKee, you know, had a little bit of a bounce. And then for most of this year, has been somewhere in the thirties. Uh, Now up to 44 percent. You know, I got to remind you, I think that the this poll happens, you know, uh, uh, most of August into early uh, early September. It's an online poll. That's a time when people are seeing that, um, you know, the McKee mother ad constantly on the on the air so I think you know Dan McKee feels a little bit you know is probably feeling a little bit of a bounce um similarly you know th- this happens before the, pan- the, or the the primary but you got to assume that he's feeling even better now that he's, he's won a primary so th- th- that's all a way of saying yes I think it's a I think it's better news for Governor McKee although you know anytime you're below 50 percent there's always a you know the ability to kind of get picked off um as we're kind of seeing in this race for governor now
0: dan mcgowan it's been now a week since the primary i think i think we can admit it was for governor mckee it was a bruising primary he did come out victorious but just the way everything shook out folks winning on primary day plus the the phone call uh where do you think they are right now he he also did a complete reversal and by all accounts he's completely blaming Eva thank you so for the for the phone call which is very different from the initial night and then never mind the whole thing of the, anyone with the brain in the head but where do you think they are right now
1: you know i think they they were i know they've had a couple of events and, and things like that but i think that they're really kind of licking their wounds uh, yes. uh you know coming out of that primary i think yeah you know, the Governor probably, for good reason, wanted to take a little bit of a break, right? Uh, and and get a little bit of you know breathing room, start to probably, you know, replenish your fundraising money and start to think about what you know what this general election is gonna look like. The challenge that he has is, you know you spend so much time, uh, forget the campaign stuff, but you know you remember, After the budget was signed into place, I mean, Governor McKee had a press conference almost every single day, you know, signing a bill ceremonially, uh, you know, doing all that kind of thing. He almost, you you know, and for good reason, you, you, you know, you, you waste all of that in the primary because that's the race that you're, you know, thinking about most clearly. Now you're at a point where you want to command that same level of attention uh, you know, you want to be on. you want to get all that what, what we in the business call earned media, right? The coverage that that, you know, the, the reporters are supposed to cover or are expected to cover of you. But because you did everything before now, you're you know, you you, you got to start to think about how to handle this. Um, I think he's you know, his his initial way of kind of criticizing Ashley Kalis, the Republican, is. To say, you know, she's not from here. She's not, you know, she, she she she's just coming in with her money. I actually think that's a punch that probably lands to some degree. Sure, uh, I'm sure he's tested it and in it, you know, and, and and that's a the way. But it's it's not going to carry you through eight weeks. So I'm really curious to see how he can kind of get back on track in terms of you know, dominating the news when there isn't a lot of news to be made other than his opponent, Ashley Kalis, kind of being very critical of him. And, you know, I think flip side of this for, for Ashley Kalis, she probably at some point needs to get away. You, you want to continue to remind people, look, this governor is relatively unpopular. You want to remind them about ILO, the education contract, those things. At some point, she's going to have to kind of make a, a pivot towards not only do you not want to vote for this guy, but you should vote for me. Um, and we haven't quite seen that yet. It's hard to, you know, she's going to have an education uh, press conference today. We'll, we'll get some details a little bit, but you know, she's, she's kind of lacked a little bit of substance in this race so far. And so I'm curious to see how she is on her feet and how she, you know, is really trying to um, you know, contrast herself with, with the current governor.
0: Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, were you surprised at how quickly uh, Helena folks kind of folded the tent and gave the endorsement? You think all day Tuesday, it was running ads of worst governor in America. <laughs> she she was holding all the cards. He was definitely under the gun to try to get together. Actually, it was Friday that then the endorsement came out. Old oh business. I'm a Democrat. Uh, she's from Illinois. You know, kind of just repeated the yeah. McKee line. but. Were you were you surprised? I, I know some some people in the camp that, that were advising like let it let it go a little bit longer because she she came out and made a very strong statement on that on that final day, just the fact that she beat him on primary day.
1: Yeah, I mean I was I guess on one hand I was surprised <clears throat> that she didn't, you know, follow the typical uh, you know, the the typical process of, of saying, of course I'm gonna support the Democrat. You know, right away, right? She was a little bit. She she clearly was, you know, somewhat peeved at the end of this thing, and and she obviously grew, you know, into really kind of disliking Governor McKee in some ways. So I was surprised that she didn't just immediately endorse. Then, once she didn't do that, I said, okay, what's she holding out for? You know, what what kind of commitments? And I, look, you know, Alina folks doesn't need a job, right? So this isn't no. about. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I sort of saw the writing on the wall that she was going to try to get some sort of commitment out of him, and she did. She got the, you know, he's going to, you know, push for expanding Medicaid coverage and you know, on abortion, thing like that. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it was, uh, this was sort of the, the angle that I thought she was playing. But yeah, once she didn't endorse right away, I thought maybe she would kind of, uh, you know, carry it out a little bit longer. I also think. Yeah, look, there's not going to be a lot of love loss here. She's not going to be, you know, a major factor in this general election.
0: No, uh,
1: I don't think, you know, I'm sure that she, too, is probably, you know, wanting to rest up and then just think about what's next for her. Right. Um, I, You know, I, I don't think you're going to see her as the number one campaign surrogate for, um, for Dan McKee. And quite honestly, I don't think Dan McKee really wants that. Um, I think he probably, I think he, he he's feeling good enough about himself because he won that he, he probably thinks, you know what, she made it closer than, um, you know, than it than it should have been in his eyes. And I think he, he, the way I just knowing him and knowing how he acts and thinks I think he probably looks at this. Well, she had to, you know, smear me. She had to bring me down. So I don't really want her around me. Right. Um, so I think they'll, you know, they'll make a few appearances here and there. Uh, you know, maybe she helps raise him a little bit of money, but I don't think you're going to see, you know, the Helena folks like featured in a lot of these commercials. And I think there's a lot of bad blood, particularly over that CVS comment at the end. Yes. You know, I think there are a lot of people in the business community that, um we're we're kind of offended by governor mckee kind of going in that Absolutely. direction
0: yes and that, that's the it,
1: opening we talked about this that's the opening for ashley calis in some ways too
0: it is folks quick break much more ahead dan McGowan, boston globe right here on the john de petro show J perry paving folks you can depend on J perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with dame mcgowan columnist with the boston globe and Dan, you write a, a big piece about who Brett Smiley has to thank, and and I'm just confused. It's Emily Crosswell, but why on Twitter? What, what's what's with Emily Ward? Why does she? What what am I missing here? I believe, it is the same person. It, it is it is the same it's the
1: same exact person. Ward is, I believe, her mother's name. Oh um, okay. and so and so that's all it it is. So she she's actually Emily Kroll. And I I don't know, I, I can't quite explain why she occasionally uses her, her mother's okay.
0: name. I don't know if there um, was something that I missed in the dynamic. She was uh obviously with the uh, Lords administration, but you're right, she's really the one that pushed seemingly Brett Smiley over the top.
1: Yeah, you know, all campaigns, as you know, you know, there there are there are people who you know, obviously up front, it's the candidate, right? That's who wins and loses these races, but behind the scenes, there's always a handful of people in any campaign that kind of, you know, just whether it's running the campaign completely can write the ship, as you know, can kind of argue and fight with the press and, yeah. you know, get their, get, get their candidates <clears throat> coverage. And, in, you know, what I wrote about is Emily Crowell, who, who, you know, 34 years old person who you know, very kind of unconventional, uh, Ooh. uh, you know, upbringing, she's got you know, sleeve of tattoos, she had 29 tattoos. Oh my god, uh, is not somebody who you you know, that's not normally what you see, no. you know, in the kind of uh, very you know, prim and proper kind of campaign world. Um, you know, came up through, went to URI and then goes, works for Jack Reed for a little while, and then you know, lands a job with Mara Lorza. And that's when I got to know her because I was covering the mayor, you know, pretty closely. And what, what I was always struck by then was just the kind of the fierce loyalty that she showed to Allure's even when you could tell you you know she, she disagreed with kind of what you know, maybe the approach that he was taking, you know, she's the one that would call you and yell at you and tell you, you know, you're being unfair. And you know, again, spinning the press. That's part of their job. What she has grown into, particularly with Brett Smiley, is, you know, she's kind of the uh, she was the center of the entire operation. You know, even as people were you know, jumping ship a little bit and were saying, "Oh, Gonzalo Cuervo's coming on strong," you know, she was the one that kind of it pushed Brett Smiley to uh to stay very positive in that race. Remember, not once did he go negative at all against his opponents. Um, and now she's the person behind the scenes who's organizing everything, the staffing search. She's going to likely be the chief of staff to um to brett smiley so you know they're they're very different people she's again kind of wears her heart on her sleeve literally tattoos all over the place brett smiley's this you know kind of elite uh you know well-educated wealthy guy but they work very well together i think she sees the you know the chessboard that is providence politics pretty well and i wanted to kind of reflect that because again you don't always hear you hear about the candidates you don't always hear about the people who get them there
0: you also, um, Dan McGowan, you wrote a lot and, and have broken down the the politics in, in Providence right now, and uh, this is going to be an interesting dynamic with who Brett Smiley is going to have to deal with as the head of the Providence City Council.
1: Yeah, so Rachel Miller, who is mm. the, who's you know represents Federal Hill, the council over there, and she is a confirmed Democratic socialist, right? She's a uh, was supportive uh, right after the George Floyd. Murders or murder, you know, for defunding the police or re, you know, reinvesting whatever, however you describe it, um, is as far left as you can be, pretty much, um, in the city of Providence. Uh, And, you know, Brett Smiley ran this very moderate um, campaign that was, you know, generally pro police. I mean, if you think his campaign speech, oh, yeah, in his campaign speech, First person he thanked was Emily. The second group was, was public safety workers, That's right. uh, which you don't normally hear in Providence, at least in, in recent years. So there's going to be some friction there. I will say one of the things about Rachel Miller compared to, I, I would say, a lot of, of the other, you know, sort of younger progressives who have been getting elected. She's a pretty substantive person. She, come, she works for... Uh, you know, a workforce group that's kind of aligned with the laborers. She's one of these people that's going to be more interested in, you know, uh, for example, as the Superman building, you know, deal comes together, she's going to be the kind of person that wants to make sure that, you know, Providence residents have the ability to get those jobs, things like that. I think more so than, you know, doing anything particularly radical. You're not going to see the police defunded in Providence. Brett Smiley is not going to let that happen, Mm -hmm. but, they will, um, they will clash on 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 certain issues, and uh, and I, I think Brett Smiley was hoping for, I don't know the polite way to say this, but I think he was hoping for someone he could control a little more. Yeah. Um. You know, as the council president, but Rachel Miller got out there. Boy, she consolidated votes. I mean, look, some of these people still have general election opponents, but yesterday she got ten of them to essentially sign on to supporting her just wow. to keep that team together. You can't get it. You know, you don't get it until January, but what usually what happens, uh, once people are willing to sign their name onto something, unless, you know, there's a dramatic change, like somebody gets arrested or something like that. Uh, it does look like you're going to have, you know, basically the furthest left city council president in the history of the city.
0: Wow. Dan McGowan, talk a little bit about the, listen, what of the, you've, uh, Talk about he's like the most sought after now, either a campaign manager or political operative in the city.
1: Yeah, these are the, the Royus brothers yeah. who, who have a, a remarkable uh, <laughs> kind of remarkable uh, st- background story family wise. They, they grew up in a really tough situation with parents that really struggled with addiction. Uh, I believe they were... And these kids were like out on their own while they were in high school, uh, living on their own. So interesting story. What's funny about this is is that Jason Royce, who's kind of a campaign operative, uh, you know, he's ran a bunch of campaigns. He briefly was involved, uh, ran the Gonzalo Cuervo campaign and he left. Uh, He ran for council four years ago and uh came came relatively close this time around he said you know what i don't really want i actually want to be kind of a behind the scenes player so to speak so my brother's gonna run and his brother justin uh, yes. actually actually went out and won the seat uh and so these two brothers are going to be really influential players i think in the city this is the seat that for for listeners out there you might have heard of nick narducci who's been around the right. council for a really long time uh he's term limited so in that north end of Providence, it'll be Justin Royce, and then his brother Jason ran. I think four <laughs> four campaigns. Wow! Uh, to, to elect city council members, so th- this is like that new face of the left in Providence uh, uh, for sure.
0: He was with who was the rep that was briefly up there and then got uh, got knocked out. Um, who, whose name escapes me, but you know the whole thing that said the uh, the files cabinets filled with bottles.
1: Oh, Maura Walsh. That's right. Maura Walsh. That's he right. He worked with
0: her, I believe. That he did. So. He
1: ran, he, I think he ran one of her campaigns. That's right. And, and also, interestingly, despite being, you know, a bleeding heart progressive, sure. yeah. um, Jason Royce, the campaign guy, did uh, a lot of work for um, uh, 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 Barbara Ann Fengfeng uh, oh, to, wow. to, to beat Speaker Mattiello a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, and that was more of a, you know, let me rub it in the face of the speaker. But, uh, you know, has shown an ability to, 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 to do this. And, you know, the thing about this is, is when you when you start to get that kind of that name, you know, value, you, be, you become incredibly important in the city because, again, you know, two or three people on a city council that can shift the entire landscape of, of power there. And that's what you have this city council, not just the council president, this city council is much further left than you thought mm. you thought the council was filled with lefties. Yeah. Now It's going to be way further uh, come January.
0: Rachel Miller. It's hard to believe the folks also in the Boston globe. Uh, Damon Cowan. How do you think the CD two races is kind of starting to come into play? Uh, Mayor Funk picked up, by, you know, any endorsement he can get is positive. Kevin McCarthy, boy, that story in Axios, they are fully committed to try to help Fung get over the finish line against Seth Magaziner and I, I just don't know if Magaziner has talking points enough that I, I just don't think they match who Mayor Fung is and how who people know him to be
1: yeah I mean that, that's the entire question here and and you know everybody wants to go back and run that that kind of 2006 Sheldon Whitehouse versus Link Chafee kind of race I feel like first of all, 16 years ago. Um, And it, what you could argue because people could understand it deeply. Remember you're in the war, you know, George Bush was deeply, deeply unpopular here. Um, And and he was the president, right? Unlike right now where you're, where you're trying to link Alan Fung to, you know, Donald Trump and certainly Kevin McCarthy who is still there and will probably be the next speaker. But it's a little hard, it's a little further removed. It's a little hard to believe when you, if anybody has ever met Alan Fung, you don't think of him as a Donald Trump Republican no. by any means. So I think th- they're listening to what presumably what polling tells them that independents, you know, as we know, independents strongly uh, have been strongly concerned with the the kind of the Trump agenda. So I think they're trying to move people right here, uh, you know, right along, but. This is going to be a really close race no matter how well or how poorly either of them run their races, right? I think it it ends up being, you know, a three-, four-point race probably no matter what. I tend to agree with you on this one. I, I, you know, first of all, he's going to – Fung will win – will almost certainly win Cranston. Oh, yeah. If you can do well in Warwick where he has yeah. in the past – it's really hard to lose yep. the rest of the, you know, to, 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 for the rest of the district uh, for, for, for Seth Magaziner to kind of catch up. And so I still think Mag- uh, uh, Fung is in an excellent place. The only thing I could think of is, you know, he just has to avoid – Fung has to just avoid kind of stepping in it, right? He just yeah. has to – don't make too many mistakes – you know, try, he's going to, def- we're all going to be pushing him to ask questions about national politics. He's going to need to probably deflect for a long time. And I'm sure we'll be, a, you know, the reporters will be critical. And how come you don't answer questions? The strategy here, though, is very clear. One wants to run a very localized campaign. That's Fung. One wants to run a very nationalized campaign. That's Magazine That's right.
0: Yeah. So that that's folks, what it is. Folks, you hear me mention it. Roadmap and Dan McGowan, uh, and we have the the winner uh, from last week, which was uh, Gina Catalano. Yes, um, and a listener of yours. Of course. And how can people sign up, folks? It arrives in your inbox, and it has all links to all the top stories uh, in the globe, including, obviously, the uh, tragic situation happened. Inwood Socket with the former mayor and then all the top stories what happened the other night at Williamville library dan McGowan, right now if you'd be so good to extend that offer to anyone who's listening
1: very simple and before i do uh, as you mentioned this contest um you know we had more than 500 entries for the primary and it was just your fun kind of pick them just like you do for sunday football we're going to do the same exact thing in the general election so we'll have that out in the next couple of weeks prizes you know we give away tote bags uh very simple. If you want to get Roadmap, you get it free every weekday morning, right in your inbox sometime around 8 a.m. Just send me a blank email. You don't have to write the subject line, anything. I'll know what it is to uh, rinews at globe.com. rinews at globe.com. I'll sign you up. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow
0: morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. See you out there, John. Thanks. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling. 885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209